This is Beekeeper Confidential, a show about the curious lives of bees and their beekeepers. I'm your host, Mandy Shaw. Today is the second portion of our conversation with Rhoda Shope of Indigo Acres Apiary. about spring buildup and how critical it is for the the success of the hive later in the year. I I feel like that's something that maybe I didn't get my in my first couple of years in beekeeping because I always thought the nectar flow is coming, that's when it really happens, but now I'm I'm understanding that the first month of the bee season that the bees are active and doing things, that's so important right it's um it's it's it always blows my mind when you think you know we're here and we're still chilly and you know looking at you know in february i'm one all excited when i'm out there and there's still snow on the ground and all the bees are you know taking their cleansing flights and there's bee poop all over the snow and i'm like i don't care i don't care hello i'm so happy to see you and you're alive you know (laughs) it's a little Celebratory poo dance, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But then know that, gosh, you open things up in in March to check and you know check on stores, and they're still clustered up. And as the days grow a little warmer, and what's amazing, it shows just the difference based on where you live. You know, I will have bees taking cleansing flights with it just above freezing temperatures. I have pictures of them walking in the snow and with ice crystals because they're so hardy and just used to our temperatures, where in other parts of the U.S., it's like, my bees won't take cleansing flights until it's 55 because, you know, that's a low for them. So how they adapt in, to the region and to just life, depending on where they're at, is pretty amazing to me. But then when all of a sudden from mid-March just to April and you do that first real, you know, thorough inspection, you say, holy cow, you know, you've been busy when things are just truly bursting at the seams. So looking ahead for the 2020 bee season, what do you have up your sleeve? Oh, so many exciting things. You Can mentioned- we skip winter? Can we hibernate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really think it's unfair because when people, you know, are in Michigan and you either love the snow or you hate it. And I don't mind the snow. I don't mind the cold. But I really miss life. I miss mm-hmm. green. And I have to look extra, extra closely at really finding life to sustain me throughout the winter, whether it be feeding the winter birds and watching. We have a herd of about 17 deer that live on our acreage. And just those things to sustain the nature girl and me until spring hits. Because that's when things, as you know, in the beekeeping world, you get really busy. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to stay on top of swarm cells and splitting, you want to grow your apiary and, you know, getting, getting everything started. Um, so I'm looking forward to all of those things and another expansion and um, we'll see see how many. I'd like to say six to ten, but, you okay. know, you never know and you don't want to get your hopes up. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so at least I'll spend the winter 
painting lots of hives and playing with my bee art that I love. And then um, the thing I'm probably most excited about next summer is I'm planning, um, I'm not sure how many sessions, at least two, looking at four, um, of beekeeping for kids. Um, I have done a lot this summer with my hive tours, and then I do a lot of programming once the public schools go back. Um, I try to offer a lot of programming for those homeschool families that, you know, they're home, kids still want to be outside, um, and it's a great way for me to still, you know, get my little kid fix because yeah. when all the kids go back to school, because those, yeah, those are my favorite sessions, oh, you know, working and, with kids. And what a wonderful marriage of of professions you get to combine your extensive knowledge of teaching with your beekeeping and it's just this year was the test i said i'm going to really open up my kid programming and you know see how it goes and if there's an interest um but kids have no fear so they're like you know they it's kind of scary you know the older we get we probably become more fearful mm-hmm. of things and they're like yeah let's go you know and i'm like oh, you need to put your bee suit on just slow down <laughs> <laughs> but they're just ready to dive in and i love that energy and that passion and so um i had such a blast with my either my beekeeping sessions and my you know hive tours with kids this summer so i said i i'm ready uh first i told myself no bee camp for kids until my last two we're off to college, mm. but I can't wait any longer. <laughs> so I'm starting a year earlier than I had planned, but um, the interest is really there in the community. The kids I worked with this summer were just fabulous. Oh. So I'm excited to really expand that, focusing on not only our native pollinators and mm-hmm. the native plants in our area that sustain them, but of course the honeybees as well. So um, I'm still working through the direction then we'll go. Um, I really want to have that gardening, pollinator planting, growing, you know, bee food sense as a part of that. So be excited to see how it all plays out and, you know, to dive in for for next June. Wow. Well, congratulations. You're, you are an absolute delight and a wonderful beekeeper and gardener. And I'm just, I'm excited to get to talk with you and get to know you better. And I just, I love all the work that you're doing. Well, thank you. It's um, it's funny. You probably find this too. When you do what you love and you're passionate about it, it never feels like work. That's right. You know, aren't we blessed that we get to do what we love every day? And it, yes. it rarely, well, unless the ladies are really angry during robbing season and you're taking your honey, <laughs> well, then it might feel like a little work. But for the most part, you know, it's just, wow, I'm truly, I'm blessed. I get yeah. Do what I love yep. every day. Yeah. My family this morning said, Mom, just don't sing. I said, what do you mean? <gasps> you sing? My family tells me that my head is, like, made up of song lyrics. So, you know, someone says something, it usually triggers a song. And so they're like, just, just don't sing, Mom. Don't put her through. <laughs> oh, please do sing. We sing on this show sometimes. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll, I'll try to behave myself. And you can have every intent on behaving yourself. But it comes down to the fact that you just be who you are. And, you know, people either like it or they don't. But like I said, life's too short. So here I am. Yeah. Well, do you want to sing a song for us? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It well, to, you know, happen naturally. Do you, ha- do you have a little song we- that you sing to your honeybees? Like, 
sometimes if my bees are wigging out and I'm working with them and I'm like, I got to do a thing with them, I'll sing to them. And I think mostly it's to help calm myself down because I, I do get scared <laughs> when they're going nuclear when I have to do a mite test or something. <laughs> I love that. Going nuclear. Yeah. That's the perfect description. Yeah. I call them my PMSing lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes. And like I have a couple hives that that's just that's their MO. They're like that all the well, time. I I have one, Queen Thelma. Louise's opposite. Louise is the chill, amazing hive, but mm. she's chill and kumbaya. But Thelma and I I cannot figure it out and I'll take 2 seconds to pick your brain. I'm on like some of the fifth and as much as she's productive and massive, I finally said I'm completely breaking away from her genetics mm -hmm. because it's like walking into Lucifer's den when Ugh. you open up this colony, regardless. When you open up the hive and you are trying to do an inspection, regardless of the season, they are just nasty. And I've requeened numerous times. I've, I've even said last fall, all right, if you're going to keep behaving this way, if you don't make it over the winter, I might not be sad. Well, I will, but I might not because <laughs> they're so horrible. Yeah. And the only, I'm like, do you not like the colors I painted your, your boxes? What is up, ladies? Mm -hmm. The only thing I can think of is Tom and Louise are in an area themselves. There aren't any other hives in that area. And Thelma's is in, like, a little more shade, like she gets shade earlier than Louise. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's still dappled. She has probably nine hours of sun easily. I mean, it's not oh. it's not major. And I'm thinking, still, they're so nasty. But it's, I, I can't figure it out. Maybe it's just who they are. <laughs> and that, yeah, that could be. I think one of the reasons that one of mine is not friendly it's out at a farm, but it's in kind of a meadow and there's a wilderness area close by. And I think that they have critters knocking on their door every night trying to eat bees. Okay. And th I, I think that that just makes them more defensive. But I have this other hive. They have a huge population, but they don't make enough food for themselves to overwinter with. Like I always have to give them honey from other beehives. And what okay. really drives me crazy about them is they run. So when I am trying to do an inspection, they're they're like flying at my face and flying at my hands and stuff, which is okay. But they're running all over the frames. So if I turn the frame 90 degrees, they will run up. And then I could turn it again and they'll run up. And the the running is so fast and it's like a whole the all the bees on the frame are running and it makes it really distracting. It makes it hard to manipulate the frame and even just hold it because they end up running onto my hands. And I've never seen the queen and they ended up with a super high mite count early in the season this year. And I thought this is too soon for that. <laughs> they had like an 18% right. infestation in June which is crazy. Oh, you would wow. expect to see that in September. And right. I I treated, but after the treatment was done, I planned to requeen it. So we have this uh, local breeder that he breeds uh, mite biter queens. 
he bought Purdue stock and then he's cultivated it in his own apiary. So it's that stock, but it's also crossbred with local drones. And so I bought okay. one of his queens thinking, okay, well, obviously this, the, the genetics in that hive are not very mite resistant. Um, I looked through every frame in the hive and I could not find the queen because they were just running everywhere and going crazy. So I ended up... And it's hard to requeen if you don't, if you can't get her out. Exactly, exactly. I actually recorded that. I was wearing a mic for that. I thought, this will be a great episode. I'll talk about requeening a hive. And instead, the whole episode, I'm just like baffled by how much they're running and frustrated because I can't find what I need to find. So I ended up giving that queen to a different colony. And... I had to treat this hive twice, and their mite load is finally under control. So going into winter, they're good. But it's like, come on! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to just remind myself. Well, I guess she is what she is because yeah. the only thing that I have done that I'm still considering is moving her to a different location on the property. I hate to leave Louise alone because mm-hmm. um, they kind of go together, even if yeah. they're polar opposites. Um, <laughs> but I, um, it's just frustrating to say, you know, kind of like if you have three children, you have three very different personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, I have 17 colonies with 17 very different personalities. Yeah. Um, it's just it's fascinating to me. I think trying to move it to another location is a worthwhile thing. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can't get any worse. Right? <laughs> Maybe they just don't like their, their digs. I don't know. I don't know. I just find myself practicing some figurative language when I'm out there. <laughs> it's not always nice. <laughs> oh, it's my like, gosh. Ladies, this is supposed to be a meditative time, and you're really making me angry. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, you can't. You're constantly just pelted by bees and i'm like you know all the smoke in the world isn't isn't gonna matter oh my gosh Um, that's just not fun i helped a client with her bees the other day and they were pretty spicy and when i put the the last frame back in i let out a really loud woo because it i just felt like holy crap i just went skydiving or something because that's the kind of adrenaline that i had (laughs) right Beekeeping. There's never a dull like, moment. I, that's not. That's not a colony that you would start with. It's like, let me get in my Zen mode <laughs> yeah. with you know Louise and Selma and Indigo and all of my like Kumbaya feel the love colonies, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna save the most fun for last. Yeah, <laughs> head into Queen Selma. Oh. <clears throat> so I guess if someone's really saying I I, I want because I've never used that colony. Um, with any of my sessions, and I have uh, a gentleman that I've worked with on um, just, you know, on different beekeeping sessions, and he's like, I'm ready. I'm going to open up Selma. You know, I'm going to see what this is all about. It'll oh. be good for me. And I'm like, it's a, well, are you sure? <laughs> Can I have this in writing? <laughs> but I guess it'll really tell you, you know, I... I if you really are sure and you're you're ready, you will have seen it all then. Good, bad, and ugly, right? Yeah. Has that has it happened yet? No. At this point, he's like, you know, we'll do it next year. Okay. And he has bees of his own too, oh. but um, it's 
yeah, I, I tell stories of, of Queen, Queen Thelma. Maybe I just need to give her the benefit of the doubt that she's just, you know, has a lot of bad days. Like I said, I've yet to figure her out. <laughs> but who knows, maybe next year after a long winter, she'll just be chill and I'll open it and the angels will sing and all will be well. I hope that that is what happens. <laughs> so this is Rhoda's top all-time honeybee blooper. Yes, we all have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of us have them daily. <laughs> all right, so so I have a blooper that I don't like to admit and talk about, but I have one. And so when I go to inspect my hives, I, of course, always have my camera with me because I don't want to miss any shots. And I love macro photography, so I'm always getting up into their business, up close and personal. And so I was working with Queen Willow's Hive, and I, of course, get very excited when I um, when I find a queen. And so she was looking beautiful, and I was photographing her on the frame, and so I'm like, okay, better get her back in so she's safe. And so I put the frame back in, and I continue to do my inspection and record everything in my little record-keeping book because, once again, my very organized anal sign comes out, and I take, you know, crazy detailed notes. Um, and all of a sudden, the whole feeling tone of the colony changes. And I'm like, hmm, they're all out waving at me. I'm going, oh, no, there's something wrong. Um, they're, like, sending a signal, but where's the queen? And I'm like, what What I do with her? She's, something's happened. And I could tell by what was going on, they were sending me a strong message. And but I'm like, okay, I just saw her. It's just on the frame. And I put the frame back in the hive. So then, of course, I've got to find her because my you know, worry self couldn't let it go because yeah. obviously something happened. So I frame by frame, I go through. No queen, no queen, queen willow. If only they would come when they're called. Nothing. Oh. So finally, I start looking on the ground, thinking maybe she fell off. And she's crawling around in the little stone gravel I have, looking, looking, looking. Nothing. I won't admit how much time I spent trying to find this queen. Oh. So I finally closed up the hive and pretty much did one of those sit down on the ground in my bee suit feeling a bit defeated, oh. I look on my knee, and I see a green dot that's a squished bee. She had fallen off the frame, and when I had kneeled down to pick up the inner and outer cover, well, yeah, oh, she was oh, now a part no. of my bee suit. <laughs> on my knee! Oh, was Queen like Willow! Ordered, ordered from, you know, California, exclusive queen, delivered, you know. Uh, it's okay, though. I'm over it oh, a little. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I, did the, they... The guilt that I felt. Oh. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah. I, um, I got a frantic text message from somebody the other day who had done an alcohol wash on their hive and I was really proud of them that they did the mite check but they had two bees from the sample side by side 
a worker and what they wanted verification of was was the other bee a queen and it was they had gotten their <sighs> queen in the alcohol wash oh, it's just it's hopefully were were you at a time of the year where the the hive was able to make a new queen yeah, it was, it was, it was, this, okay. it was it, it, I would like to say it was my first year, but it wasn't, it was this spring. <laughs> so it was, it, it was, it was early. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it, they had plenty of time and they're doing great. And, you know, Queen Will the second came kind of soon, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, they got a nice brood break. So that helps with mites and, uh, Queen Willow II was mated with local drones, so that's good. Well, what was that? That colony had already been through so much because it, when I had I taken some splits and installed them, and there was a hive, and then that I was installing them in, and then Queen Iris's hive was already there, and then an empty hive on the other side, and I was installing a split into that hive as well. And so it was a beautiful, sunny day, and I really like to install bees when it's cloudy and even misty rain, and I know it makes them cranky, but they tend to stay put better. Oh, that's smart. And it was this gorgeous day, and I'm installing or taking splits from my little, you know, nucleus um, colonies, and I'm taking splits putting them into the hive, and all of a sudden, I, you know, step back, and I'm just kind of looking at things, and up in the pollinator garden where these hives were, both of the brand new hives that I just installed bees, both at the same time, decided to abscond and all go in the middle hive that already was there and had bees in it. Oh, what? Yeah, it worked. <laughs> So we all decide, and so it was like a massive swarm. Pretty much I put them in and let's decide we're going to just swarm or abscond, whatever you want to call it at the time. But it wasn't just we left half of the bees. It was all of them. I put them in and literally like, we don't like these digs. We're moving out. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? And and you don't like the green hives? You really want the blue one? (laughs) And so they all move in. But then, of course, you know, I said, fine. We'll just have massive colony. All of you figured out because I was just done. <laughs> so I jumped in a couple days later to say, because what am I supposed to do? It's not like I can go and say, okay, come on. Yeah, I you over here. here with the you over queen. there. You know, you come over here. I'm just like, fine. I- I'm done with you ladies today. Figure it out. You let me know when you're settled. So a couple days later, I come out. So now I have this hive bursting with bees because it's three and one you know buy one get two free i guess and (laughs) i open it up do you think i can find a queen anywhere (sighs) now what i'm assuming happened because even the next week all of a sudden i have no eggs there's no queens so not only did they move in i now have a queenless massive calling So, yeah, it's it's things that you think are going to go oh so smoothly that, you know, always give you something. And you don't know why. You don't know the purpose. But from that point on, because I still want to get it done. It was a beautiful day. And from now on, I would rather it be pouring rain and move bees because they stay put. They don't leave when it's raining because that was not not fun. Because then 
you know, you feel like you're set back even more and it's chaos for them. And, but they've been, yeah. they've all, the, the hive has been bursting all season. Everyone's been happy. <laughs> it's been great. And I'm glad they're all friends and enjoying their close quarters. Wow. I, I get really frustrated when, when weird things happen with the bees. And that you can't figure out. Right. Can't I can't figure out. To. Did they, did I interrupt some like mystical process that they had going that, that they don't teach about in the books or like, I think stuff like that, it sticks with me for a long time. And I always wonder, well, right. what if I had done this instead? Would, would the outcome still be the same? Yeah. I had a real humdinger this, this season, but I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so fun, and thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Please go pet a baby doll sheep for me. <laughs> oh, I will. They're so sweet. Thank you. Oh, okay, Rhoda. I will talk with you soon. All right. Thanks, Mandy. You're welcome. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye-bye. To learn more about Rhoda, you can check her out online by searching Indigo Acres Apiary finding her on Instagram and Facebook. If you're enjoying the show, please consider liking or sharing us on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. You can also show your support by becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com forward slash Mandy Shaw. If you have any questions about the show or ideas for guests, please email me at beekeeperconfidential at gmail.com. I always love hearing from you. Until next time, may the buzz be with you. Confidential is a Waggle Works production and is written and produced by Mandy Shaw. Hello? Hi, Mandy. It's Rhoda. Rhoda, hi. How are you? I am great. I have a fabulous little idea. <gasps> What's going on? Okay, you've got to be a bit of a risk taker for me, though, because Always. it's the holidays. And it's snowing here in Michigan, and I'm in the festive mood, so I thought we could sing together maybe a special little song. Yes! Because I don't know about you, but I'm not Broadway material. I'm definitely not. I am the hot mess at the karaoke bar. Well, I did this little revision on a holiday classic, and I think you're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. It's called The Twelve Days of bee season. <laughs>
on the first day of keeping, my true love gave to me a beehive full of sweet bees. On the second day of keeping, my true love gave to me two smokers smoking and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the third day of keeping, my true love gave to me three swarm spouse, two smokers smoking and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the fourth day of keeping, my true love gave to me Four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the fifth day of keeping, my true love gave to me five evil mites. Four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the sixth day of keeping, my true love gave to me six queens alighting. Five evil mites. Oh, they're so evil. Four cursing words. <laughs> Three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the seventh day of keeping, my true love gave to me seven swarms of swarming, six, six queens alaying, five evil mites. Four cursing words. Three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the eighth day of keeping, my true love gave to me eight drums exploding, seven swarms of swarming, six queens laying, five evil mice, four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the ninth day of keeping, my true love gave to me nine waggle dances, Eight drones exploding, exploding seven, seven swarms of swarming, swarming, six queens laying, five evil mites, four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the tenth day of keeping, my true love gave to me ten jars of honey, nine waggle dances, eight drones exploding, seven swarms of swarming, six queens laying, five evil mites. Four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the eleventh day of keeping, my true love gave to me the eleven singers singing, ten jars of honey, nine waggle dances, eight drones exploding, seven swarms of swarming, six queens laying, five evil mites. I really don't want them. Four, Four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. On the twelfth day of keeping, my true love gave to me twelve guard bees guarding, eleven stingers singing, ten jars of honey, nine waggle dances, eight drones exploding, seven swarms of swarming, six queens laying, five evil mice. Four cursing words, three swarm cells, two smokers smoking, and a beehive full of sweet bees. Happy holidays! <laughs> Happy holidays!